0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live
3: right now. And I want to welcome you to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. So blessed to be able to host on this Monday afternoon or evening, uh, wherever you're located, because we have listeners uh, that are tuned in to Calvary Live right now from all over the country. Maybe it's the middle afternoon on the West Coast or maybe it's early evening on the East Coast. So wherever you're at, we welcome you to Calvary Live. And this is the program where you get to call in and ask questions and to give your prayer requests. And we're here to minister and to help and to encourage and to build up. And that's what we're to be about in the body of Christ. And so give me a call. You heard that number. The call-in number is 303-690-3000. The hour does go by quickly, so As soon as you can, grab one of those open lines, uh, as I'm giving some opening remarks and welcomes uh, to everyone. But grab one of those open lines. They can fill up quickly. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And as you know, most of you that are regular listeners to Calvary Live, uh, the text line that you can text in a question or a prayer request is a different number. It's 720-336-0897. I repeat those numbers uh, throughout the program, but I would encourage you, put them in your contact on your smartphone or even on your tablet, whatever your listening uh, device may be, and you can just pull it up and uh, you can give us a call. We like to talk to people, have the conversation, um, be able to answer your questions about the Bible or Christian living or how do we as Christians react to The things that are going on around us, situations, uh, the things that we see taking place uh, in our communities and in uh, the world. Uh, There's so much that is going on, and we want to have a good biblical view uh, and worldview of things. Um, And then we have the Word of God to be able to go to. So give me a call, 303 690 3000. We've got all open lines right now. And the text line is 720 336 0897. So this is your show. Love to hear from you. Give me a call. As soon as the calls come in, we'll go to the phone lines. I want to remind you that text line that I gave to you again seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. That that is a twenty four seven prayer uh, text line that you can text in a prayer request, and there'll be the prayer team at Calvary Church in Aurora that will be praying for you. And I think it's just a wonderful resource for um, that. So. Um, give me a call. Welcome all you listening live on Grace FM today along the front range. We got some much needed rain last night and today, um, we needed it so badly. We'll call it liquid sunshine. Okay. And, uh, we need to continue to get some more rain, especially this time of the year. We don't need uh, to go into another summer with high fire danger and all that, that we've experienced over the last couple of years. And then also, I want to welcome all those who are listening live, Radio by Grace, throughout all over the country, uh, over 70 stations. You two are listening live. Give me a call. We're so glad that you guys are a part of Calvary Live and uh, we're connected to you. And then those on Hope and Truth FM and Higher Rock, that you're a week delayed. And so you can give me a call and we'd love to be able to talk with you. And then you can listen to it a week later. So. We got a couple open lines, three oh three, six nine oh three thousand. And let's go to Sarah and Aurora. Hi, Dr. Jeff. How Thanks are you? For taking
4: my call. I'm good, sir. How are you doing?
3: I'm doing good. Thank you for calling.
4: Um, you I don't I'm sure you probably don't remember. Um, but last summer I had called you. I was uh like seven months pregnant with twins and was panicking about how we were gonna afford maternity leave and cost of living going up in Colorado and you told me to call back after the babies were born and they were born a month later and um, now they're eight months old and I'm finally getting around to calling you and letting you know the update for us.
3: Okay now you know I do remember that call because you know whenever I get a call with somebody that you know is you know they're having little ones because I remember it's about the same time that I was finding out that I'm going to be a grandpa last summer. And oh, yeah. um, and so those calls stick to my mind. So you got to remind me again, the twins, boys, girls.
4: It was one of each.
3: One of each. How special. Eight yes. months old. Wow. And yes. God has provided for you.
4: Yes. Yeah. God's been providing for us with just my husband working. I've been able to be a stay-at-home mom, an exhausted stay-at-home mom, but and a stay-at-home <laughs> mom for my babies. Um, and yeah, just absolutely loving being able to have the time with the two of them. Um, still praying about whether or not we should move out of Colorado, um, or if we're going to stay here or not. Um, so still need prayer for that, but, uh, we've been doing well. Uh, they were born eight weeks early and spent six weeks in the NICU. Um, but they, they came out, they came out healthy and strong.
3: Yeah. That's so wonderful. We're going to pray for you as you make these decisions. You know, young people, young families, we have a number of them here in the church are making that decision, you know, for different reasons, and God's going to guide you. And he promises as you go to him, and as you just ask this, you know, for guidance and direction, that he will be that voice behind you, Isaiah chapter 30, saying, this is the way, walk in it, go to the left, go to the right, and he's going to guide you in every way. Father, I thank you for Sarah calling, just the update, taking the time to um, just update, and two precious, precious little ones um, that she has the privilege to be a mom. And I thank you that you provided through uh, her husband who's working, and Lord, I pray that those babies would grow to be strong, um, healthy. Lord, I pray to give Sarah and her husband just wisdom and guidance as they um, raise their children in the ways of the Lord. Uh, Help Sarah, because I know having little ones is a lot of energy that is expended. It's 24-7. But Lord, it's also great joy. So just be with them. Bless this family. Continue to guide them. Speak to them. Be that voice behind them saying, this is the way. And wherever that you would have them to go. And Lord, I thank you for, you're the one that is, the one that, Fearfully and wonderfully makes us. I, uh, you know, Psalm one thirty nine says, as David wrote, and Lord, I just thank you for uh, this report in this family, and I pray that, Lord, that they would hear from you clearly, in Jesus' name, Amen.
4: Amen. Thank you, Pastor hey,
3: Jeff. There's something special about twins, Sarah, because I don't know if I told you at that time that I'm a twin. You and, did. Um, yes,
4: I remember that.
3: <laughs> I? Probably did, and. You know what happens is when they get a little bit older, they're going to keep each other busy. And so that's the blessing of that. And uh, and they'll become best buds.
4: I hope so. Right now my son is already <laughs> taking on my daughter. So <laughs> hopefully it's not a preview of what's to come.
3: <laughs> hey, Sarah, thank you for calling, following up. That blesses thank me. Thank you.
4: Thank you. You too, you God Bye-bye. bless
3: you. Uh-huh. is calling number to text line 720-336-0897. We always, you know, appreciate it when, you know, we're praying for, you know, families and for um, your prayer requests. And then when there's a follow-up and just a praise and God is, you know, he's wonderful. And, and, And that's part of what this show is about. It's more than just asking questions um it is about ministering and being able to encourage and we all need that and that's what i think makes calvary Live so special hey give me a call we got a couple open lines 303-690-3000 is the call in number and the text line is 720-336-0897 so text me a question or prayer request as we just continue we're just getting started here on calvary live and uh, got plenty of time and uh, would love to talk with you and encourage you any way that we can. Let's go to Rose and Bertha. Rose, Rose, are you there? Okay, Rose. If you you can call back, I'd love to 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 talk with you, um, and just be able to pray with you. Um, please give me a call back, and because uh, what you're feeling is what a lot of people can feel um and um, I, I don't want the enemy to rip you off i want to encourage you and bless you in what god has to say for you and his love for you so give me a call rose i'd love to talk to you about it so um got open lines so give me a call 303-690-3000 it's the call in number um and a text line 720-336-0897 and let's talk about the things of the lord listen just be encouraged in the things of the Lord. We are blessed as God's people. We really are. And um and I'm so glad that we can just take some time and uh on this show and be able to just express that and pray for each other and answer your questions. So we got two open lines. Give me a call. Let's go to Desiree and Thornton. Desiree.
2: Hi, Pastor.
3: You're on Calvary Live.
2: How's it going today? I hope it's all going- well.
3: All well. Yeah, it's well with my soul. Thank you for That's calling.
2: Great. Um, Well, I was calling, um, asking for prayers for the family. We all been hit real hard with the flu. Oh, no. Yeah, and um, I was going to ask a question. Does the Lord Jesus have a mark on his leg? Like, does it say something on his leg? I, I kind of heard a little bit about it but I'm not too sure if they were speaking well, of the Lord.
3: Well, there is probably what you're thinking, if there's a reference um, that comes in the second coming of Jesus Christ, when he comes back, and maybe this will um, refresh your memory, that is, as he comes back, he's going to come back in great power and glory. And in Revelation chapter 19, when he, in the second coming, when he literally comes back to this earth, um, he says his eyes were like a flame of fire his head was many crowns he had a name that was written that no one knew except himself um, he was clothed with a robe dipped in blood in his name called the word of god and um, he it goes on to uh, talk about um, in the armies of heaven and clothed fine linen white clean followed him on white horses now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword and he should strike the nations he will rule the nations with a rod of iron, and on his robe, um, and on his thigh, a name is written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So that's probably the the reference that you're referring to, um, that's on his thigh, uh, a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Does that ring a bell? Beautiful.
1: Wow. Yeah. It,
2: it's going to God, be a wonderful amazing. time.
3: Yeah. So you need prayer for your family, for health. um,
2: Well, you you know, I have called several times about my health. Well, Mm -hmm. I found out that I have gout, and um, I'm overweight, so I got cholesterol around my heart, and um, my potassium is like a little high. Praying for prayers and for myself and for my family.
3: They all got the flu. Okay. Yeah. Father, I do pray for Desiree. I just pray as she's dealing with just cholesterol levels and and, um, just gout and other things, and then their their family gets hit with flu. We pray for your healing touch, Lord. And I just pray that you'd bless my sister uh, physically, that you'd help her to get healthy, uh, that she would be able to, you know, get the help that she needs um, new, the good nutrition that she needs, uh, to be able to get that cholesterol down, weight down. And Lord, I just pray that you would just help her and guide her because you do care about, um, you know, our bodies and, and you care about, um, that we're healthy and it just helps us in other areas. So Lord, just be with her and bring healing to those family members that have flu. Um, and Lord, to get strengthened and, um, to get better, And so, Lord, I just pray for your touch upon her and her family. Uh, And I pray for your comfort. I pray for your guidance and your love to just fill their hearts. They would turn to you and look to you in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
2: Amen. Thank you, Pastor Nick. Thank you so much.
3: You're welcome. God bless you. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number with Pastor Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, the text line 720-336-0897. So happy to pray with you. So happy to answer your questions, just talk with you and encourage you. We need that, don't we? All of us uh, need to be encouraged in the Lord. we got an open line, so I'd love to just uh, be able to uh, bless you in any way that we can and uh, and to come together and talk about the things that are important to you the things that are important in the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to go ahead and go out of state. Let's go to Patricia in Alabama. Patricia.
5: Hi, how are you?
3: I'm all right. You're on Calvary live.
5: Thank you, pastor. Um, My, my prayer request is my 16 year old son. A few months ago came to me and told me that he, he is gay. Okay. I was, I was flabbergasted. I was, I was, Crying, I was angry. Mm-hmm. I was all the bad emotions because I thought right. I I failed as a parent. Um, yeah. so I just like for you to pray for him. His name is Joshua.
3: Joshua, absolutely. And you know what? I want to pray for you too, Patricia, because it's hard um, as the parents and we our kids grow up, and <clears throat> we've been talking a lot about this in our Daniel study on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Daniel was taken off the to, to Babylon and you know he determined in his heart not to defile himself but you know what we're seeing today is Babylon's coming after our kids and pulling them away from truth and and um, and it's hard it's hard to watch and it's very very difficult and I just want to encourage you we end ended Sunday with Daniel here he is at the end of his life and he opens his window to pray towards Jerusalem and he prayed towards home, and we talked about how before he went into captivity that uh, he had parents that raised them in the ways of the Lord um, were a godly influence to him, and just encouraging parents, even at your kids at a young age to to pray for your kids. It's never a waste of time, but we do know that um and and we find this to be true that um they grow up and pretty soon Babylon comes after them and begins to pull them away from the truth and from their faith and it's heartbreaking isn't it but i also wanted to remind them that you keep praying for him you keep praying for Joshua and keep giving him truth and keep praying that the lord will bring him back to to you know the truth of god's word that's in his heart and it's hard and it's difficult but i think of the parable of the prodigal son you know that that parable in Luke's gospel. And the father went to the edge of the road, and he saw his son come back. And one of the things that I reminded the congregation was, is that how did the father know to go to the end of the road and look? And and I think he did it every single day. You keep praying that God will bring him home, bring him home to him, and keep giving him truth. And I just want to encourage you that there's always hope, Patricia, in the Lord and it's upsetting, and we get angry, and, and um, you know, I got four adult kids, and I worry about them at times, and, but you keep praying, and and you keep looking. Keep going to the end of the road, okay? And uh, the message yes. to Joshua is, come home. Come home. The Lord wants you to come home, all right? Yes. Okay, let's pray. Father, I just pray for Patricia as, as her son Joshua came, and um, told her that uh, he's gay and Lord um, just the the overwhelming emotions that follow and disappointment and Lord just anger that can come but Lord also just feeling um, feeling that that as a parent and I know being a parent how we can fall short but Lord I just pray that you would just encourage her and lord that you would help her and Lord, just um, don't let the enemy just tear her down to where, um, Lord, I just pray that you would strengthen her. You love Joshua, that you would bring him back to you and bring him back to truth. And Lord, we see that our kids are being taken away, um, even as the captives of Judah uh, 2,600 years ago were taken to Babylon. But, Lord, we're seeing it done today in so many different ways. It's so hard for our young people. But, Lord, I just pray for Joshua. You see him. You know him. You get a hold of his heart. You soften his heart. You take the blindness away that Satan has put on. And, and Lord, that you would just establish him in truth. And, Lord, that you would convict his heart. And, Lord, that uh, you would just once again do that work in his life. Um, and Lord, just be with Patricia and giving her wisdom and just giving her discernment and how to minister to him. And we lift this all up to you in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Pastor. Keep, keep praying Patricia. Okay.
2: I will. Okay. Thank
3: you. Bye, You bet. God bless you. It's hard, hard on our, our young kids. You know, one of the things that I was just talking with somebody about that, one of the they it's. Um, and as I was talking to a brother about this, it, it's um, nothing new, but it's it's called deconstruction. And, and what that is, is so-called um, scholars will, you know, they're hitting social media very, very hard. And they're really getting our young people that um, on the campuses and things like that to try to discredit the Bible. You, you can't trust the, the creation account. You can't trust... Uh, the historical accuracy of the Bible. You can't trust the miracles, and that's what they're telling our young people. And and it's really spreading, and that's why it's so important um, that we be able to answer questions for them um, because we can trust the historical account uh, in the inspiration of the book of Daniel. We can trust the uh, creation account of the Bible. We can give them answers, but most of all to pray because Babylon's going after them. And they are being told that, you know, the Bible, that's your parents' religion. And you can't trust the Bible. So we need to be praying, especially for our young people. And it's so hard and it's so difficult. And we're here to pray for them. If you need prayer, give us a call. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to uh, Amarillo, Texas. Lisa? Lisa?
4: Hi,
3: how are you? I'm good. You're on Calvary Live. i You're on Calvary Live. Awesome. Hey, well, Lisa. Um, hey, Lisa. Lisa, Hi. Lisa do, you have your radio on? do you have your radio on? Yeah. You want to go ahead and turn that I down, and we won't get that feedback. Thank you. Oh yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. Go ahead, Lisa. Thanks for, go ahead. Thanks for calling.
4: Yeah. Um. So I was wondering what the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit was.
3: Yeah, that gets asked, and sometimes people will call and they will say, "Well, I'm afraid I committed the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit," because they doubt it. You know, a word um, from um, you know somebody, uh, um, you know, uh, that God was working in some way, or you know, or they came against somebody, or they came against God, they spoke against God um, in the past, and they think they committed the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Here's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. The blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is there to convict us of sin, uh, righteousness, and judgment, um, as we know that Jesus would say. The Holy Spirit is to, um, is with everyone in the world to convict us that we need the Savior, Jesus Christ. So the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is when you come to the end of your life and you reject Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You've rejected the gospel that is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. It is not that you know I grew up and you know or for many years somebody told me the Gospel, but I rejected it, and I blasphemed God, I mocked God, but then you come to Christ, you come to the gospel that that is forgiven, and you can look at, for example, Paul the Apostle, Paul killed Christians, Paul was one that um he said I was a waster of the church, I was an insolent man, a violent man, but yet he would experience the grace of God when he came to faith on that road to Damascus. It's recorded in the book of Acts. So the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit isn't, you know, when I was younger, I blasphemed God, I cursed God, I used God's name in vain, is when if you come to the end of your life and you've rejected the gospel, that's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, all manner of sin is forgiven except for the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Okay. okay. Yeah. Does that help?
2: Yes, sir. Yeah.
3: But, but what happens, Lisa, is a lot of people really put just, they, they, I think I've committed the blasphemy to the Holy Spirit. Whenever I hear somebody say that, and I'm no, I know you're not, you're just asking a general question, but you might minister to somebody and people are listening here on Calvary live that when somebody asks that, usually I know they haven't committed the blasphemy to the Holy Spirit when they're worried about it. Um, y- you know, um, we were forgiven, and I'm so grateful for God's forgiveness. And but there is that rejection of the gospel, um, that is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And even you, you know, the religious leaders here's another thought remember, Jesus said to the uh, Pharisees that you're in danger of blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, he didn't say you committed it, he says you're in danger of committing it. And some of those Pharisees that came against Jesus, do you realize that they came to be believers? We see that in the book of Acts. We see them in Acts chapter 15, that there was a sect of the Pharisees that were there with the Jerusalem council, and they were believers. So some of the Pharisees did become believers. And of course, some of them didn't. And um, so I think we get a clear indication and definition of the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit from the scriptures. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Lisa. All right.
2: Thank you so much, sir. You Goodbye.
3: bet. God bless you.
2: You too. Bye
3: 303 690 3000 is the call in number. We got an open line, and 720 336 0897 is the text line. Let's see if we can get a, a call in again as we just continue with the phone lines um, before the break comes. And let's go to Penny in Denver. Hi, Penny. Penny, are you there?
1: Penny, Did you get to
3: Annie or Penny? Penny, I'm talking. Who is this? Who am I talking to? Penny?
1: No, my name is Annie. I don't know if you maybe took my name wrong.
3: Well, Annie. Yes. Annie, you're on Calvary Life. Sorry about that.
1: That's all right. Hi, Pastor. How are you?
3: I'm good. Thank you for calling us.
1: Thank you. Yeah, so I had a question because, you know, it always comes to my mind. Um, I wanted to know, like, let's say that you have, like, a prayer uh, team, people that you're praying with online. And my Mm -hmm. question is, do you always, before you start the meeting or the prayer line, is it required to always ask for forgiveness of sins, or is it just like a ritual? I mean, I'm kind of confused because... Somebody was telling me, no, Christ, I already paid the price for us, and I know that. But I feel like, you know, I always have to cleanse myself before I go before the throne rule of grace. So I just want your your intake in that.
3: Yeah, and I know what you're saying. And, Penny, we're going to go to break. You're going to hear the music here in a little bit. But, you know, I'm going to start in with the answer, and then um, when we hear the music, we'll stop for break, and then if we need to come back after the break— and finish, uh, because I want you to to uh, make sure that your, your question is answered. Um, then we'll do that, so don't be surprised if I say, hey, we're gonna to go to break, and you just hang on. But you're asking a good question, because I think, Annie, what you're asking is, um, you're asking about when it comes to a group of people online together, are, are you required to ask God um, for forgiveness before you start to pray? And I know what you're saying because I know my own devotion, when I have every day, that's one of the first things that I'd like to do. i like to go to the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me, you know, um, forgive me of my sins. And I think, you know, even as First John says, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that confession, that word there means to be in agreement. I think it's good for us as Christians to say, listen— Lord, I'm in agreement that this is wrong, this is sin, because it helps just tear down those strongholds of what Satan wants to build, that uh, sin isn't a big deal. It is, you know, and we want to go to the Lord and confess those sins. But you hear the music, Annie, so just hang on. We'll be right back on the other side of the break.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Pastor Jeff Figgs, Calvary Greeley in Northern Colorado with you on this Monday afternoon. And we started a new month, May, and we're headed into a full spring and, and the leaves are are out and the leaves uh, leafing out and it's good to see it and and uh, summer's coming and so it's a blessed time of the year so uh hope that you can give me a call and i believe we have full lines but as soon as somebody hangs up let me see where i'm at um there will be an open line so um just want to continue with the phone lines 303-690-3000 is the call-in number and the text line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Annie, are you still with me?
1: I'm here, Pastor.
3: Ah, thank you. So, hey, uh, but I, you know, for my devotions, you know, that's I was telling you that, you know, that's how I start out, and you were expressing that as well. But when it comes to praying with a group of people, it's not required that you do that. Um, you know, we have like men's prayer meetings. I've I've prayed. Uh, in groups uh, for many, many years. Uh, I I prayed at different events, public events. Uh, I have prayed um, with you know uh, law enforcement, graduation academies. Uh, being a chaplain, I've even prayed at the state senate chamber in Denver on law enforcement day. And I, I you know, I didn't confess my sins. Um, maybe before I went, I I want my heart to be right before the Lord um, always, but I, I didn't confess it publicly or to the group or anything like that. And I know that the Bible, James says that we're to confess our sins to one another. but I think that as we're in a group, you know there's a lot of little different layers that are here. Um, you know for me, uh, as we pray for men's prayer, we we usually take requests. It's the same on radio. Um, we pray and it's not required as what I'm saying. And, um, and, um, but I know what you're saying is you want your heart to be right and, uh, you want to go before the Lord. And, and, uh, and I think that God honors that when you do that, but I don't think it's okay. required, especially when you're praying with a group.
1: Okay. Thank you. Pastor. You, know,
3: you know, one of the things, Annie, for me is, I, is with a group, you know, one of, the, one of the things that was kind of pushed, uh, years ago, with uh, promise keepers, and it wasn't a bad thing. It was accountability and be able, to, you know, we want to be accountable. Uh, we want to have brothers and sisters that we can go to that will pray with us, you know, when we're struggling or things like that. But with me, with a group, I I need to have relationship. I need to have trust that is there, and that's very important for me. So, um, you know, just knowing that person, having relationship, um, that comes with um you know, being accountable, being able to, uh, you know, go to a brother and sister that you do trust, um, that you can confine in, that, you know, you can um, just say, hey, I'm struggling in this area, help me. And um, and that's all part of that as we look at scriptures and being discerning and moving forward in in those kinds of relationships.
1: Thank you, Pastor. Thank you so much.
3: (laughs) Thanks for calling, Annie. God bless you. 303-690-3000, when somebody hangs up, we've got an open line. Hey, I just want to read a text, and Patricia that called from Alabama and about her son and, and you know, coming to her and saying that he's gay. But, uh, Patricia, if you're um, still listening from Alabama, I got a text message. I hope this is encourages you. An encouragement for Patricia, I lived in the homosexual lifestyle for 40-plus years, I knew that it was wrong, but didn't care. I wanted to do what I wanted to do. I was a prodigal, but my mom and sister continued to pray for me daily. I came out of that lifestyle. I am thriving and living the abundant life in Christ. I am one of many stories of this nature. And I I hope you hear that, Patricia, And, and any others. Keep praying for your kids, whether they're in a homosexual lifestyle, whether they're in some kind of, you know, whatever sin they may be in, just, you know, out in the world um and, uh, and living after the world, in the world's pleasures, you keep praying for them. And this is such an encouragement, and that's why I wanted to read that um, text message for all of us, all of us that have kids uh, that we're praying for, and particularly for you who have prodigals. Hey, 303 is the call-in number, text line 720. 720- Three three six zero eight nine seven. Let me see where I am at. I believe I am going to go to Ohio with Lynn. Hi, Lynn. Lynn.
1: Hi. Yes, I can on- hear you. Can you hear me?
3: I sure can. Yeah. You're on Calvary Live. Go okay. ahead.
1: uh Yeah, I was calling in because um I really need prayer. I had had to have major surgery. And my employer has treated me so bad after, you know, when I had the surgery, they've been so, so bad to me that my doctor took me out on leave and I don't get any pay. And the things, the lies and different things that they did has just been so bad and that I filed a complaint. And so I'm praying a person told me that they would help me and they're a believer. And now they're trying to, you know, back out of it because I guess. They knew I couldn't pay them, and they said they would help me, but now they're they're you know have a different you know have changed, and I'm praying that God would touch their heart to keep their word okay. and 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 help me, and that God yeah. would let me a bit let me have justice in my
3: situation
1: okay. i I need justice, I've been grossly mistreated,
3: okay, I'm so sorry, Landon. Father, as I pray for her, she has had major surgery and out of work um, and, um, and the financial strain and stress that it has caused. And um, I just pray that uh, as she has been treated uh, unfairly and, Lord, she, she needs help. And even uh, the person that has come and said would help, I pray would follow through. And I pray that you would provide for her and that, Lord, that you would bring the right people to encourage her and help her and, Lord, that uh, you care for her. And you, I just pray that you would show yourself strong on her behalf and, and, Lord, that she would be taken care of. She'd get the financial support, uh, whether it's through worksman's comp, unemployment, uh, whatever the uh, the benefits are, that, Lord, that she would heal from her surgery and, Lord, um, that you would just take care of her needs because you care about her. And so, Lord, I just pray for Lynn. Lord, I just pray that you would just intervene. And, Lord, that she would rest in your love and that you would just provide for her in every way, in healing, financially, uh, the people in her life that um, that are there to help her and that this would get resolved. And even her employer, that, Lord, that you would press upon them um, to be able to help in, in what needs to be done. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you, because so, I am looking for justice.
3: Okay, Lynn, so sorry. We're going to keep praying. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, the text line 720-336-0897. Pastor Jeff Figs at Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this beautiful. The sun's coming out now here in Colorado after a day and a night of rain that we needed so desperately. I had a prayer request that came in as um, some of the colleges are in final weeks. I know University of Northern Colorado is in finals and um, CSU and CU is following just to pray for the students. So Lord, um, I know some of those students are in finals right now, even my own son but Lord, just be with them as the stress of finals and projects and papers and and everything else that that is um, there. That I just pray that you would help them and um, just be with them and guide them to finish the school year strong. Even those that high school and um, level that uh, are going to be heading towards graduation as they'll be finishing this month. May is a big month for that. That you would guide them and help them to finish uh, their work. And Lord, I just pray for Your hand to be upon them again. We pray for our young people and the campuses, and um, and Lord, that um, that You would just keep them close to You and uh, just help them during this time of busyness and during this time where there going to be a lot of pressure. Uh, just guide them and direct them in this weeks of finals in Jesus' name. Amen, and Amen. Let's go to Angeli in Colorado Springs as we go back to the phone lines. Anjali?
5: Yes, this is Anjali.
3: You're on Calvary Live.
5: Yes, hello, um, Pastor. So I have a... Um, it's such a burning desire every time. You know, um, in my field, I deal with a lot of children. I'm a caregiver, a child care provider. Mm-hmm. So um, And I deal with a lot of teens. I see how... Even my son, too. I see how... They talk, and sometimes I want to minister, you know. Sometimes I'm at the park, I want to just minister to them. But then um, the challenge is when I minister to them, I, I can pray, but then if um, breathing is my, is my issue. But because of that, I held back. And then once I held back, I went, I go home and cry because I said, I should just open my mouth and trust God. But I said, what if they ask me, where is it in the Bible? I can't show them in the Bible because I'm not so much versatile in the Bible because I'm not so much of a reader. When I'm listening to the Bible, it's the auto-Bible okay. because, yeah. So then I kind of hold back, but then I still talk to them about God, but then I have a fear like, oh, no, don't, don't, don't challenge me or don't ask me where can I find it. Because if they ask me, I don't know, and then if they say read it, then I I, I I I have a I I can read but not as fluent as
4: mm-hmm.
5: you you know. But I can help yeah. myself because of my background and my feel. But I'm not a, like a straight and I, you know.
3: Yeah, I know what you're saying, Angelie, because you know I think sometimes that you're experiencing what a lot of people experience, and that is that maybe I don't know enough or I don't read it very well or I don't know where to find it in the Bible, and you want to minister. There's a burning desire in your heart to minister. And what happens is, is uh, we become a little bit hesitant, or I think even Satan will sell us this bill of goods that you can't minister to that person. Because what if they ask you a question that you can't answer? What if you can't find it in the Bible with you? You're thinking, I'm not a very good reader. And don't let those things stop you from ministering. Because God's going to work through you and He's given you the desire and you know, you want to be able to minister and to trust in Him. And you know, I remember, you know, Angelie, just to be an encouragement to you, I had a little different issue because when I first got in ministry, you know, part of my testimony is I had um you know, a um you know, my speaking, my oratory, um I, I you know, just uh, wasn't very good at it. And, um, it, that was really, um, would, uh, I had a speech impairment. Um, I stuttered a little bit and that really, you know, for a long time, I thought I could never be used of the Lord. And, um, and I remember actually the first teaching that I did, uh, somebody came up to me, somebody who was, uh, uh up high in, Administration in one of the school districts uh, where I taught in Colorado Springs, and said, "You know, I really had a hard time understanding you." And I thought, "Angie, I'll never ever teach again. I will never get behind the pulpit." But I just had that burning desire to minister, and in you know, Lord, just help me, and just uh, you just keep reading. You know, if you got a Bible, just read it. You can read it out loud but keep ministering. Don't let those things stop you because the word of God will not return void. And, you know, Moses stuttered. Um, and I think, you know, he said, I'm slow speech. You know, when God called him at the burning bush and and said, he's, Moses was making every kind of excuse. I, I can't speak. And the Lord initially said, well, I'll use Aaron. Well, that was short lived. And then Moses was speaking boldly. Um, I think that Paul some have suggested that as Paul, when he was writing to the Corinthians, he said, I didn't come with excellence of speech. And he was dealing with the Greeks that, you know, we're all into uh, philosophy and oratory skill and how you said things. And and yet Paul was used of the Lord. You minister to those that God puts on your heart and just trust him. And if they ask you a question, do the best that you can. Keep it simple just keep growing, but don't stop ministering because they need it. They need people like you who have a heart for those kids and have a heart for people to just share with them the love of Jesus Christ. And, yeah. you know, if they ask you a question, you know, it's okay. And and one of the things that I've learned here on Calvary Live, sometimes I don't know the answer. Um, and sometimes I feel like, you know, on Sunday morning that— um, I've been teaching for 26 years now. Sometimes I think I kind of stutter and stammer my way through everything. But you know what? It is the Lord, and He's going to help you, and He's going to anoint you, and He's going to work through you. And all the glory goes to Him because He chooses the weak things of the world to confound the strong, and He puts down the, the foolish... He uses the foolish things of the world to put down, uh, the you know... Yeah. And he uses the things that are not to bring the not to things that are that no man can glory in his presence. Yeah, you be used to the Lord.
1: when I'm at church, I normally mm-hmm. stay
5: way at the back and I feel the Holy Spirit say, so you got something to say, but I'm so scared of saying it because then. What if they ask me to eat, then I'll be embarrassed in front of everybody. So I say little, but inside of me, I just, I can explain what I'm saying. But then I, yeah. I feel weird, you know? And I yeah. um, don't be, I have don't be scared people drawn to me, but I don't, I, 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 I don't,
3: uh, yeah. He, you know, he's going to use you because he does use the foolish and weak things of the world. And he uses people like you and me. And Angeli. I'll tell you the truth on this. I really believe sometimes he has me up there speaking and teaching because it's a testimony. If he can use me, he can use anybody, and that includes you. So you just trust the Lord and say, Lord, you know what? The doors you open up to me, I'm just going to trust in you because he's the one that will enable you. He's the one that will fill you. He's the one that will anoint you. It's not about us. And you just keep, you know, doing those practical things, you know, read your Bible, you can read, you know, your devotions, you can read it out loud, and you're going to see the God working through you just as he worked through me. Just as 30 years ago, 30 years ago, that guy came up and he said, I didn't understand anything because you got such a speech impediment. And, you know, I thought I could never be used of the Lord. But, you know, here it is. He is faithful and he is good. He wants to use you and I'm gonna pray for you that he does do that. Okay? Thank you. Don't quit and don't let the enemy rip you off, okay? And telling you that you can't, you know, you can't minister and don't use fear, you know, to stop. You just keep, you know, keep going. And and God's gonna use you, uh, because it's all him anyway. So Father, I pray for Angela. I just pray that as she has a desire to pray for for individuals that she has divine appointments with that you, she would minister to them and not be afraid. If she has to read to do the best that she can, but you would just move her mouth, that you would guide her, that you would anoint her. And Lord, not let the enemy just tell her that she can't minister. And Lord, that I'm so grateful that you do choose the foolish and weak things of the world to put down the strong and the wise. And Lord, that you get the glory. And and Lord, we thank you that you desire to use people like me and Anjali and all who are listening right now, that whatever fears people may have right now that are listening, that they wouldn't be afraid, that they would just give the gospel. And Lord, that they would give that simple message that God loves you and he died for you and he wants to save you, that you'd help Anjali just to trust in you, knowing that your word will not return void and just give her that desire and lord empower her and bless her and help her to move out in confidence in you and in boldness in you in Jesus name amen
5: thank you so much god bless you thank you god bless you all
3: bye you bet angelie you let us know how it's going you keep ministering okay hey out there don't don't let the enemy fill you full of fear in all of this you minister and and, um, you know, because the enemies really good about, it. you can't minister, you're not smart enough, you can't answer questions. Listen, if he can use me, he can use you. And I'm not on this show because I'm the smartest person or the most, uh, you know, great oratory skills or all of that. I'm very grateful it's been entrusted to me to, to be able to host this show. And I see it as a privilege, but I just want to give you Jesus and the Word of God and truth. And I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you that, you know what, he can use you wherever he places you, and and he wants to speak through you. The world desperately needs those who have a heart to minister to others, but the enemy is going to try to derail you and, and you know, tell you you can't do it. You know, you do it, and you trust in the Lord, and our confidence is in him always. So I hope that encourages somebody here. Let's go to Denver, Julian. Julian? Yes, sir. You're on Calvary Live.
2: How are you doing, Pastor? Thanks for taking my call. I am good.
3: Well, thank you for calling.
2: Yes, sir. Um, I just had a quick question about loved ones who pass away, if they have any knowledge of what's going on down here with their loved ones.
3: Well, that's a good question. And uh, one of the the things that uh, people sometimes will point to is, In the book of Hebrews and let me read it to you let me get there Um, where after he talks about um, you know the that chapter of of faith uh, he then goes in Hebrews chapter 12 and maybe you know this verse that since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight so some have said that you know it's kind of like the scene that we're surrounded by so cloud of witnesses that people are up in heaven and they're watching us in the grandstands of heaven i don't think that's what that verse is saying there's no indication that um, they know what's going on here we i think about luke chapter 16 when jesus told the story of lazarus and the rich man and then the rich man was in that place of the unrighteous dead and then lazarus was in abraham's bosom you can read that if you haven't already and Lazarus would say, hey, can I go back? He said to Abraham, send me back so I can warn my brothers. And, and Abraham said, no, it's it's not going to happen. They have the Word of God. So um, he didn't, wasn't able to see or know what's going on. Um, same with when Saul called up Samuel. Um, Samuel, you know, there's a debate whether it was actually Samuel or not. But if it was, he had no indication that things, you know, Um So there's no indication that they can see. But here's the thing, Julian. We're going to be in heaven in the glory of Jesus, in the glory of heaven. We're going to be so enamored with him. Um, Is it possible that we could see what's going on? Perhaps. But there's no indication of that that I see in the scriptures. Yeah, okay. So. That makes sense, yeah. I I can't find anything about it. Yeah, and here's the thing: sometimes people, uh, Christians, and I'm not saying this is the case with you at all, but when they <clears throat> lose a family member, and part of the grieving process, which is very real and and it's hard, they're, they they want to stay connected somehow, and maybe they can see me, maybe you know my husband or my child can see me, and we just need to remember to entrust them to the Lord. Those who have gone home to be with the Lord, and um, and. Um, And that's, I think, part of the grieving process where uh, we don't want to do, because maybe there's somebody listening right now on Calvary Live that I've talked to some family, uh, people in the church that had family members that they lost somebody, and they wanted so badly to stay connected to them that they've gone to occultic kinds of practices like channeling or seances and things like that. So, you know, we want to stay away from those things, and you know, we just, you know, entrust them to the Lord and the reunion that we have with our loved ones. You know, the the separation is temporary and it is short uh, for those loved ones who are in Christ that we're going to see once again in the reunion. But uh, as I said, there's no indication they can see, see us or, you know, in Scripture that I, I can think of or point to. OK.
2: Thank you, Pastor. Uh, that makes a lot you of sense. Um,
3: God bless I just you. Had a
2: prayer request, real quick, yes. um, just for my family and um, me. We've been going through some financial hardships, and some of us are struggling with addiction. So, just okay. wanted to get Absolutely. a prayer
3: request in for us. Father, I just pray for Julian. I just pray for his family, him, you know, for himself. As you know, the struggles with finances, with addictions, the Lord, that you would provide for them. And Lord, that you would free them, free them from the family members, from any addiction, whether whatever it is. You know what it is. And we have freedom in Christ. That they would understand that the, that as we come to Christ, we identify with Jesus, that that we are free from those things. And Lord, I just pray um, that you uh, would give them the power to know that, reckon it to be so, to yield their bodies over as instruments of righteousness, as Paul would write in chapter six of Romans and that you would just free them and they would walk in that freedom that we have in you as believers. Provide for them and bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Thank you, Pastor.
3: You bet God bless you. Yes sir. Hey I wanna get one more call in. Melissa in Tennessee. Hey Melissa.
2: Hello.
3: Hey I got a couple minutes so I'm gonna to try to answer your question. Go ahead.
2: I uh, know I gotta go fast. Well um I- <laughs> I'm I'm a baby in the Lord, and
3: uh,
2: ever since I got saved, all I wanted to do was just make sure my family members go to heaven and whoever else I come across. I would like to witness to them to get them to go to heaven, too. So I got this little social media going on, and I got my family members in there. And then I read in the Bible that it said, um, you know, if you try to teach somebody, you're going to get judged real hard. And then and then I read in a different place that, you know, uh, you shouldn't have to teach anybody because the Holy Spirit's going to be your teacher. And then so now I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to be judged, but I don't want to leave them behind either because they're all just standing there stagnant. Yeah. Well, so, there's, no, I don't know there's what nothing. Did.
3: There's nothing wrong with what you're doing. James says that don't all of you desire to be teachers? But you'll be held at a stricter judgment. People like me, those of us who teach the word of God, we are held at a stricter judgment because we don't want to take any way anyone away from Jesus, the gospel message. And unfortunately, there are teachers today behind the pulpit or you know, on social media or whatever that are teaching a false gospel, that are teaching a false Jesus, they will be held at a stricter judgment. But that doesn't mean that as you are desiring to minister to your family, to others, you want them to go to heaven, that you make sure that you keep it the gospel, that you give them that message, and that, you know, you can be used of God to do that. So there is a responsibility that you have. The Holy Spirit is there to teach us as as um he teaches us he testifies to us uh the helper uh he will give us understanding give us discernment and that is uh something that we're blessed as individuals because sometimes you know like for example teacher will say something and then you're going i don't think that's in the bible that's the holy spirit speaking to you uh, i i don't think that's correct and we always check everything through the word of god test the spirits First John says to see if they are of God. So you just make sure that you are given the gospel, you're given them Jesus, and that um that you keep growing in the Word of God is very important as you're desiring to minister, keep growing in the scriptures, and um and you know, be used of the Lord in that way. But it is a responsibility that we have, those of us who teach. So don't let that scare you from sharing. Um, just, you know, we want to make sure that we give the only gospel that there is and give Jesus and tell people that Jesus, He is your salvation and that He's the one that died for you and rose again from the grave. Okay, Melissa? Okay. All uh,
2: right. Thank you.
3: God bless you. Thank you, everybody that called. We had a busy show today. So glad to be with you. God bless you. Keep in the scriptures. Keep growing. Keep sharing with others. And looking forward to when I'm back with you next time. And God bless you. Have a great evening.
0: You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.